Okay, this is Ryan with Client Tether, and I am excited to introduce Maria Hahn with Get Onboard Consulting. Maria, welcome, and thank you for being here. Hey, Ryan, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited for the opportunity to have this conversation with you. I am too, because I think someone with your expertise is so important because you work specifically in brand and franchise operations. So talk to us about your background, how you got into franchising and how you evolved to be an operations specialist. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great question. I started in franchising in the mid nineties and it was an interesting foray into the franchising sector, if you will. I was working in the banking sector as a personal banker. And one of my customers was the VP of a national uh, international, if you will, direct mail company, which was a franchise system. Mm -hmm. And as I was working with him through his process of buying a home and you know, it was a long engagement as far as working with him as a personal banker. And through that process, he said to me one day, I want to hire you to take my place when I retire. Mm -hmm. So I kind of laughed and I said, sure, sure, no problem. And he said, no, seriously, I'm in franchising. This is what we do. And you would be great. So I said, all right. So I took a step back and I decided to look into what franchising really was. And at the time I, I was familiar with like the Papa John's and all the different larger uh, franchise systems. But once I started researching franchising, I found out it really can be an exciting community and industry. So four months later, I said, okay, I left banking behind and I went into the franchising business as a uh, account executive for national sales, selling international direct mail. Mm -hmm. It was exciting and it was one of the best things that I, that I ever did because I embarked on a new career. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, seven years later, when the person who brought me into the franchising world retired, I mm -hmm. did take his role and I spearheaded the national sales division for both the U.S. and Canada. So wow. it was an international franchise direct marketing company and I managed that direct mail, if you will, operations, national sales for about four years mm -hmm. and realized I really wanted to expose myself to other areas within the franchising category or mm -hmm. within franchising. And so I opted to go into operations consulting with the same company and wanted to just put my feet to the street kind of thing, boots on the ground and see from a franchisee perspective what it was like to be in the franchising world. Right. What a wealth of knowledge, just an education, learning from the franchisees on how to run your business from beginning to end was really exciting. Onboarding them, what they needed to know when they rolled out their franchise and how from an operations perspective you can support the franchise. So that was really my first love there. Looking at communications and transparency within the franchise network was very important. And so I was also involved in the advisory councils for this 
same franchise system. So I did that for probably with that brand about 17, 17 years, I believe. Wow. And yeah, it was exciting. And then I flipped into, um, if you will, being an executive director for a franchise association. So that's a really short story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, you've got a, so much experience. I mean, and I think operations is probably one of the most challenging things, especially in a franchise, because there's so many different things going on and there's so many different personalities and processes and things that you have to look at. So when you work with a, a brand or a franchise, what, what do you, what is your advice in terms of them, you know, creating sort of an operation standard and how do they avoid a lot of the pitfalls and issues that come with not having operations in place? Yeah. So I'm going to answer that from a perspective of my passion for operations and why that is. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it really comes to the point where when a candidate comes through to a franchise system, they look at what kind of support am I going to get once I right. join this family? Right. And so you think they're embarking on this new phase or chapter and they, they want to look to the future and they want to say, okay, franchise system, what are you going to do? I'm a deer in headlights right now. How are you going to train me right. or, or educate me on this process? So as an operations leader, my goal is to put their fears to rest. So right. I have to let them know that there is a formal process in place and that we can nurture them along the way. And not only from a franchisor perspective, but be able to share mentor programs and help them answer questions, train them, guide them, teach them, you know, utilize the franchise system. A really good onboarding process will really make a successful franchisee. Right. And when a franchisee is successful, the franchisor is successful. Right. And, and so, you know, the one thing you can do is develop the franchise system, but if you don't have a strong operations process, right. you're going to not have a really good validation. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have sluggish, sluggish growth, if you right. will. Right. So. One of the first things that I do from an operations perspective is I help the franchisors maximize the franchisee potential. Mm -hmm. So I do a full assessment of the franchise franchisors onboarding process before I do anything else. It all mm -hmm. starts there. Right. You know, you've got to set the stage, you know, review the existing processes, help identify any gaps that prevent them from fully optimizing the onboarding process. Right. You know, you have some emerging brands that may not have an onboarding process yet. So one of the things that I can do is sit down with them and help them develop that onboarding process to help launch their new franchisee to success. Mm -hmm. The other is you take the existing processes, you identify the gaps and you kind of tweak it along the way, add, delete, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, and then, then you really just sit down and you, collaborate with a franchisor and help them, as I said, if it's an emerging brand, develop the plan. Right. If it's an existing franchise, help them find the gaps 
and enhance what needs to be done, but always in collaboration with transparency and, and open communication, just to create a, a systematic or systematized roadmap, if you will. I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think one of the, the biggest issues is, and it's with anything, right, is communication. I mean, how do you advise um, franchisors, you know, facilitate communication? How can they improve it, do you think? Is there any method or anything you recommend for that? Oh, I'm a big believer of transparency and communication within the franchise network. And I believe strongly that every franchise system should at least have a franchise relations and advisory council. Mm -hmm. Now, it depends. If you're an emerging brand, there's a there's, you know, if you've got like 20 brands, uh, excuse me, 20 units, mm -hmm. you know, 20 individual units, that might be a good time to start a franchise advisory council just so you can get some input because they can help you grow. They can bring you the ideas that you may not have seen because they're they're boots on the ground, feet on the street, however you want to say it. They right. see the things that can help. Right. And they're going to be passionate about the brand. And it's always better to have a franchise advisory council that the franchisor started mm -hmm. than to have when everybody is in good relations than to have a franchise advisory council start because of maybe uncomfortable scenarios that might be happening within the brand. Right. So I am a huge believer of a franchise advisory council. I will say this though, it needs to be a true franchise advisory council, not one that is a rubber stamp for the franchisor's agenda. And there is a big difference. You know, as I said, franchisees bring a wealth of knowledge and they can help the brand grow. Mm -hmm. Listen to what they're saying because communication is absolutely important and they will help the marketing, the the technology, the operation side, the sales side, they're there. Use them. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. What do you think? I mean, when you look at when you look at a brand and you look at, you know, when you have franchisees, everybody has a different personality. Everybody has their own sort of experiences and their own attitudes about things. What do you think is the contributor of you know, certain locations or units underperforming in terms of maybe sometimes sales and operations. Why do you think that happens? Is it a breakdown in communications? Is it just an attitude shift? What do you think causes that? So here, let me give you a story, if I may. Sure. I went into a franchise system as a consultant and mm -hmm. it was a young brand, but, but they had a good number of franchises. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through the process, I would work with the franchise development uh, consultant or director. And we would sit down and we would talk about, this is a great brand. You're bringing on these great franchisees. We're awarding these franchisees and yet there is no real support for them. It's not consistent, it's not formalized. How, how are we having you know, training that isn't consistent? So we sat down and I said, what's validation like? And we talked about the validation and while it wasn't bad, don't misunderstand me, it was a good validation. It just wasn't a great validation. Right. So, what I said 
or what we decided to do and what I would do is say, okay, let's look at this process. Let's tear it down, build it back up. And come to find out this brand did not have a true formal onboarding process. What they had was a piece over here, a piece over here. And they said, okay, we could do this. And they didn't have the people support for the size of the franchise. You, you have to have a point of contact for a franchisee to share or question or come back to. It's one thing to have a roadmap, but it's another if you have a roadmap and don't share it. So you have to be there for the franchisee and you have to let everybody know that you may not learn the same way, but you have to be nimble within the process to make sure that everybody learns and you put that formal process together. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you've got to start at A, here's what this person needs to know in the first 90 days of being a franchisee. Don't give them everything at once because a brain can't take it. Onboard right. them in a slower process, have pre-work. You know, maybe you have five weeks if, if you need that of pre-work before they come to the corporate office for their formal training. And their formal training could be one day, two day, and then you might, excuse me, one week or two weeks, and then you may have another week in field. But just give them the pieces that they need when they need them, as opposed to saying, here's the manual, read it, ask me questions, because you're not going to get as great a success as you could if you held their hand for that first 90 days and walked them through the process. And that's key because that's what sets the stage. Yeah, I can agree with you 100% on that. I think that, you know, people can get overwhelmed and it becomes difficult. And when it becomes difficult, they, they just, they're not as motivated anymore. And it becomes uh, a problem, I think, to help them be successful with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can, I completely agree with you there. I mean, I think one of the things that's overlooked when people start franchising is they want to sell, they want to sell a lot of franchise units, but they don't understand that the franchisee they're selling to has so many questions, you know, of themselves. And there's so many things they need from the franchisor. And I think in terms of support, they don't always get it. They don't always mm -hmm. get enough. Right. I mean, would you right. agree with that? They just don't get enough support and enough help. Right. When, when a franchisee is awarded a franchise, they're, they're like looking to say, okay, what are you going to give me through this process? What, what kind of support? So your website may say, I have two weeks of training. I get some marketing material. I get this, I get that. If I'm going to call around and validate to say, is this the franchise I want to buy into? How's the support? You know, do they really say what they want? Do they really say what they say they're going to do? And if you have the slightest hesitation from an existing franchisee not validating, then you're going to have struggle moving to the next level. But once a franchisee does validate and say, this or the candidate to become a franchise, the franchisee then says, this is a great brand. 
This is where I want to be. This is the support they give me, and here's why. The operations team steps up to the plate when I need them. You know, I can give you an example. When I was with a brand, uh, one of my franchisees happened to mention that they were putting a piece together and the magnet didn't get on the piece. So I said, okay, whatever that issue is, but I was listening to the franchisee and then I happened to go to lunch with somebody from the production side and they happened to mention, oh, we've got this issue with this, this, with this piece, we can't get it out because of X, Y, Z. And I was like, really, wait a minute. So I connected the dots real quick and said, oh my gosh, that's my franchisee. That's what he was saying to me. So I, I'm obsessed with trying to find a better way for success to have something be a positive as opposed to a negative. So I quickly called our production facility. I called the franchisee. I called the marketing department and I said, hey, why don't we just look at an option of not putting the magnet on but have like the, the spot there for the magnet so that when the customer gets that piece, instead of it being a magnet they put on their refrigerator, they manually take the piece out, have their own magnet and put it on the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is we didn't miss a deadline. The customer, the franchisee who was my customer was very happy and the franchisee's customer was very happy and it ended up being a win 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 all the way around so you know you've got to be able to listen and hear what's being said so that if there's an opportunity to make something a positive you do it you know so i mean that's just one small story i'm sure there could be plenty of it but I would consider that crisis management and we saved probably a million dollars on that account. That's amazing. And it's crazy when you think about operations, how something so little or minute can, mm -hmm. can really change things. I mean, it sometimes change things for the better or for the worse. It just depends. So. Yeah. Um, well, the, the other benefit to that is we looked at how we could improve the franchisors organizational efficiencies when it came to certain elements of the brand. So really it, 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 was, it was a great exercise that turned out to be part of a more strategic plan going forward. Do you have any parting words before we end this episode? Anything you want people to take away from this? Yeah, the biggest takeaways I'd like to have is, you know, if your franchisees are successful, then the franchisor is successful. So your franchisee success is the franchisor's success. If you have underperforming or unhappy franchisees, you will have poor validation. And then the brand's just going to be, you know, it's going to be sluggish. You can have sluggish growth. So I'll leave you with this. Have a formal franchise onboarding process and know that not everybody learns the same way. Be able to stay true to the process and yet still be nimble. Review that process on a regular basis, communicate with your team, update it, you know, all the things that we shared before and be transparent with your franchisees. Open, honest dialogue wins every time and it keeps your network engaged. And then, as I said earlier, I'm a huge proponent 
of Franchise Advisory Councils. They truly represent your network. And again, they will keep your franchisees engaged. So I will leave you with that. And I truly appreciate, Ryan, this opportunity. I know you asked a few minutes ago, people can reach me if they have questions at getonboardconsulting.com, which is my website, or you can reach me at LinkedIn, Maria Hahn. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you, Maria. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. Uh -huh.